Welcome to Free Your Children on 1460 AM Christian Radio. I am your host, Tiffany Boyd, and my mission is to share the truth and love about education. There's a battle raging for the souls of our nation's children. I hope this ministry prepares you for battle. Finally, be strong in the Lord and in the strength of His might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the schemes of the devil. Ephesians 6, 10 through 11. I want to thank Safe Storage for sponsoring tonight's show. If you have storage needs and you live in the Columbia, Mount Pleasant, or Hohenwald area of Tennessee, Safe Safe Storage has you covered, and you can reach out to them at safestoragetn.com. That's safestoragetn.com. If you would like to sponsor for your children or for your children radio show, you can reach me at freeyourchildren at gmail.com, and I will be happy to send you a sponsorship package. You can also find me on Instagram, Facebook, my email, the Borough Pulse, that's B-O-R-O-P-U-L-S-E dot com. I'm a monthly contributor to the Murfreesboro Pulse. And if you go to their website, you can find my author page and read all the articles that I've penned to date about education. And I'm very excited about my new website, which is freeyourchildren.com. So you can find me there and take a look at that and see what we have going on over on the website. I'm very excited to be kicking off a series where we're going to be speaking with homeschool moms that are working full time. There's a lot of people that have the misconception that you cannot homeschool and work. And so we are going to be speaking to parents who are doing just that. I'm very excited to have tonight's guest with us. Her name is Kate Taylor Butler. Let me tell you a little bit about Kate. Kate hails from Nashville, Tennessee, via central Michigan area, a little tiny town called Remus, where she grew up on a hog, dairy, and crop farm. She's been living in the Nashville area for over 20 years. She resides with her husband, Evan, and her 15-year-old daughter, Sienna, in Franklin, Tennessee. Their oldest, Sammy, is at Missouri Western State University, playing football on a full-ride academic and football scholarship. Since 2014, Kate has been the founder, creative director of Concordia Arts Academy. She has several duties at her academy, including but not limited to vocal coaching, musical theater director, costuming, creative director over dance, music theater, musical theater, art and homeschool programs. And let's just be honest, we all know when you own a business, sometimes you get to clean the toilets. (laughs) Kate is a SESAC songwriter. She has placed 40 songs on TV and radio, including the Young and the Restless daytime show, multiple Nickelodeon shows, European shows, commercials, and the Abercrombie and Fitch flagship song in France. Kate has written four original musicals and is working on her fifth. She co-founded the band Cherry Rain as the lead singer and songwriter from 2011 to 2014 with her friend Kendall Turnbow. She performed at the Symphony Space Manhattan, New York for a 9-11 tribute in 2006. Kate also performed as a singer at the Country Music Hall of Fame for the Ray Charles Tribute Concert in 2006 as a soloist on America the Beautiful and as a roulette on Ray Charles' hit songs. Kate received her Bachelor's of Music with a vocal performance emphasis in 1998 <clears throat> Excuse me, from Cornerstone University in Grand Rapids, Michigan. 
Kate was the lead role Maria in The Sound of Music during her college career at Cornerstone and also performed as an actor, dancer, and singer with Master Arts Theater of Grand Rapids under the direction of Priscilla McDonald. From 1994 to 2001, Kate served in the United States Army Reserve Band 70th Division in Detroit, Michigan as a singer and flautist. Welcome, Kate. We are so honored to have you with us, and thank you for your service. Thank you for having me. That's quite an extensive bio there. You are most definitely musically inclined. I am not. (laughs) (laughs) Well, tell us, Kate, why did you decide to homeschool your children? You have so much going on. How in the world do you have the time to squeeze in homeschooling? Well, when my daughter was in third grade, there's there's a m- multiple different reasons, first of all. Mm-hmm. But I'll, I'll give you uh, the synopsis of when she was in third grade, we started the school year in a, in a public school. She had been in public school K through three. And we were about two months into the third grade year. So it was, you know, sometime September, late September. Mm-hmm. And she was coming home with these really thick homework packets that we had to do every night. And it was, it was stressing her out. You know, I could tell like it was a lot on her because she was also going to school all day and going to dance a couple nights a week. And it just seemed like a lot of um, repetition and uh-huh. just busy work that to me was unnecessary. Right. Um, I remember being in third grade and we didn't really have and I went, I went to a public school and we didn't really have any homework in third grade. You know, we right. might have to do a book report here and there, but mm-hmm. it was every night they were requiring a certain amount of time on, on all of this. And I thought, wow, this, this child who, you know, she's five to six younger years, younger than my oldest, right. He's not responding to this. Like he did like that didn't stress him out. This is not working for her it's making her not like doing schoolwork Mm -hmm. and she and it wasn't because she couldn't do it it was just she was tired right you know the whole school day didn't revolve like it did when I was a kid it didn't revolve around learning through creative things as well it's it was more like sit in your box and stay in your box Uh so I talked to her teacher a little bit and I said look this is this is a lot on her, you know, she's going to dance two nights a week now and it's just going. And and she goes, you know, I wouldn't blame you if you pulled your daughter out and homeschooled her. And I thought, wow, the public school teacher is telling me this. <laughs> okay. That's a clue. And I had a lot of friends in Concordia, you know, moms that took their kids to, to my Academy for music and dance and art that mm-hmm. were homeschool moms. And I was really starting to learn a lot more about it. And, um, it was in the back of my mind. Well, then the next week they were supposed to put her in car line. Cause I picked her up twice a week with her little friend and take her to dance twice a week. So she didn't ride the bus on those two days and she wasn't there. Oh no. And nobody knew where she was and nobody knew where her friend was. And they acted like, well, they probably put them on the bus. You should just go home. I'm sure they're there. And I thought, these children, these little girls are eight years old and you're not even going to like try to help me find, like, it was just, I was so baffled by how I, in my heart and my gut was feeling like 
the worst. Like they're kidnapped, they're dead, you know, who knows, yeah, right? Exactly. And um, they wouldn't even call the bus driver or the bus station because they said they're not allowed to pick up when they're when they're driving. Oh, wow. And, and that I should just go home. And now granted, I only lived about five minutes from the school, but I did not like that that first responder response to a child that was in their care. Exactly. And they didn't know where either child was. So now I have my friend's child and my child and for, you know, 20 minutes of my life, right. nobody knows where the children are. Yeah. So I drove home. Sure enough, they were getting off the bus and they weren't supposed to be put on the bus. Ugh. And they were walking up to the door. And had I not gotten there, you know, they wouldn't have been able to get in the house and they're only eight years old. So right. I really had to come into Jesus at that point. Mm -hmm. I called my husband, you know, he was at work and I said, I'm pulling, I'm pulling her out. And he was like, okay. I mean, he's like, I understand. He's like, do you think she's just going to be bagging groceries the rest of her life? He was kind of <laughs> making a joke, you know, <laughs> right? because he's like, we don't know what we're doing. And I said, I don't care. I'm pulling yeah. her out. I can't, I can't take this anymore. And it, there were some books that, you know, prior to this, that I had seen. Um, and even after this with my son who was in public school, um, that were just, the history was wrong. The religion was wrong. I mean, everything about it was wrong. Right. And the, you know, just fighting that big machine. Yes. And, um, it was, it was showing me that the parents were not going to be in complete control. Right. And the, the government or the school entity run by the government was the one that was going to be in control. Absolutely. So I, called, I called, you know, I, me working full time, running a business, my husband working full time. I called a friend of mine who had, who had a homeschool tutorial mm -hmm. I did not have a two day a week tutorial at that time. I was just doing arts classes for homeschool kids. They were just kind of doing drop in, you know, like dance or music right. theater, choir, you know, we didn't uh -huh. really have a full on program at that point. Right. I said, Can you fit Sienna in? Cause I don't know what I'm going to do. Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> she said, yes, I got her in the next week. You know, I withdrew her. I got her in the next week. I, I registered her under um, home life Academy and have been doing that ever since. Right. Well, yeah. I'm glad that you spoke um, about the safety issue because that's ironic that, that you're here today because speaking on this, because earlier this week we took a field trip to the zoo. And of course, we were there as homeschoolers with another family, and we watched all the children be bussed in for a field trip at the zoo with their teachers. Mm -hmm. And these were young children, like first grade and under. And so we started, you know, our journey into the zoo, and we had brought a packed lunch in. So we were sitting and eating. And as we were eating, I saw all these people scurrying around. You could tell something was wrong with the zoo staff. And sure enough, one of those small children was lost in the oh, zoo. At the Nashville and, Zoo? Yes, at the Nashville Zoo. And yeah. I thought, parents really do not understand, I think, for the most part. And I have I penned an article a while back for the Borough Pulse titled, Public Schools, Are They Safe? Mm -hmm. And I think that for a lot of parents, most people are products of the public school system. <clears throat> And most people think that that's just what you do. Your children turn five or six years old and you send them off to the local neighborhood kindergarten for school because that's what we're supposed to do. They've been conditioned to believe that. 
But the general public really has no idea of the a lot of the issues that occur uh, within the school system itself in regards to safety. So even, even myself, when I was a former classroom teacher, I saw things and then a lot of parents don't realize that school systems are allowed to self-report. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of things that occur that no one even knows about because they are allowed to say to self-report. So I think that when you read the statistics from that piece that I published, it's really a jarring reminder that public schools are not safe. And then of course, you know, you can look at all the list of the school shootings, you know, since well, as far as school shootings go back, and parents I think have a false sense of security when they send their children off to government institutions that it's not happening in their school or it will never happen to them. Right. But the statistics speak, you know, um, opposite of that. And of course we just had the tragic event at covenant school in Nashville. So, you know, and you're, and you're right. Uh, When you send your children to school, you are actually giving the government permission to make decisions regarding your child in your absence. And there's actually a legal term for that, and it's called in loco parentis. So actually, when you send your children off to the government to be educated, you are giving them permission to make decisions for your children. So I tell parents all the time, if you want complete autonomy when it comes to educating your children, you have to take the responsibility for teaching and leading their education. So you you realize that, and that's one of the reasons why you withdrew your daughter. Correct, correct. And when we, you know, you know, I don't want to paint any picture that's not real here because my, my son was never homeschooled, but when we chose a private school for him mm-hmm. for high school, we chose one that is not funded by the government. Right. Exactly. It kind of, you know, and I was still learning a lot then as well. Mm -hmm. Um, But my daughter, and and I think parents need to know this, like every child is so different. Amen. That that was what my son needed. And we, you know, we, we broke our backs trying to come up with money for private schools are expensive here. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um, Homeschooling is much, much less expensive. Yeah, I was going to ask you to speak to that. A lot of parents ask, just recently, I uh, counseled because I'm also an educational consultant. And so I had a counseling session with a family and it was the mom and the dad both on the line. And one of the primary concerns was how expensive is it to homeschool? So can you speak to that? Well, I think it's really inexpensive, especially if everything is done by the parents, because there's a lot of, a lot of free events for homeschoolers. Mm -hmm. And if, if the mom and dad are able to, to do the homeschooling mostly on their own, you know, you can borrow, you can get used curriculum. There's lots of of groups, especially where we are in middle Tennessee. I see lots of moms posting about used curriculum and Mm -hmm. I see lots of moms helping other moms to pick out their curriculum the the only cost should be the the curriculum and then if they're paying a a fee to something like home life academy which i i think is you know just a little over 100 a year mm-hmm. so to me that is very inexpensive i mean you could literally homeschool a child from probably k through 8 for less than 
five, 600 bucks a year, I would think. Absolutely. Yes. Well, um, we've done that. I mean, we've, this is our, we are ending our 19th year of homeschooling. We still have eight years left mm-hmm. um, of homeschooling our children that are still at home. We've already graduated the older three. And the more children you have, of course, you can pass curriculum down. But really, essentially, I've known homeschool parents that have not spent a dime on curriculum. All they've used is a library card. Right. Right. Yes. I mean, you you can do as little or as much as you want when it comes to spending. Now, because my daughter does a, a tutorial at Costa Little More, because I'm paying for the teachers. To right. Real teachers, I'm paying for their the curriculum they choose. Right. That's because... That's because I choose to do that. That's not because we have exactly. to. Do that. In fact, we're she's going to be a junior next year, and we're only going to do one class in the tutorial next year. The rest, everything else she's going to be doing is a lot of hands-on. Uh-huh. I'm really excited to tell you about this. So she's uh-huh. working as a 15, almost 16-year-old for a really sweet Christian lady who is a social media influencer. Uh-huh. In fact, she's helping her right now. Mm-hmm. And she is learning so much. She's doing graphic design. And and I'm looking at this going, look, my kid will not have to even go to college. I won't have to spend a dime on college. She'll be making money right out the gate, even before, you know, she's making money before she's even 16, but she'll be driving soon. So she'll be able to drive herself. Right. Uh, she can get her math through business math next year. And all of the things that she's learning how to do on the computer, she's going to take a, um, a design course uh, for interior design on her computer. Um, but she's going to be out. Like when she's out with this lady, they're out and about, they're doing videos. They're, mm-hmm. they're, it's kind of like, it's kind of like advertising a little bit, which is, you know, what my husband does. So she right. kind of has that gene in her. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she, also, she also teaches dance for me a couple hours a week for the little ones. Uh-huh. So I, I'm one of those, my, I have completely flipped my thinking because yes. when I was growing up, it was, go to school, go to college, get a degree, get a job. And I'm like, graduate because the state is making you graduate 12th grade and then and then be making more money than all of your friends because they're paying expensive college. Bills. Right, exactly. <laughs> yes, well, I mean, that's how we all grew up. I'm from that generation as well, that the mark of success was graduate, co- graduate high school, go off to college, graduate college, and then get a job. Mm-hmm. And that was beat into generation after generation. And that's fantastic to graduate, go away, you know, to college, graduate college and get a job. I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that. However, the problem that we are seeing now is young adults are graduating from college and they are saddled with thousands and thousands of dollars worth of debt. And right. then now we have so many college graduates that they might not even be able to find a job in the field that they chose to get a degree in. Or if they do happen to get one, their income is not enough to pay off the college debt that they have acquired. So, you know, they're right out of the gate. They're already in, you know, a financial crisis. And so I think it's really important for parents to really sit down with their their children and look at a bigger picture now. And look at the trades. I mean, you know, our son is in college full time, but he's also on a full ride scholarship. Right that when he comes out so we're, we're very proud of him for his accomplishments he's getting good grades and, and he is working when he's allowed to he's not allowed to work during football season but he does work all the rest of the seasons right and that works for him he's he's a like an academically minded kid it work it just works well with him he needs a rigorous schedule however my daughter a completely different child super creative 
She does not work well under testing pressure, mm-hmm. pressure, but she's smart. Right. And so she's different. So, you know, she's good at Spanish. She's mm-hmm. good at dance. She's good at art. She's good at science, but she, she doesn't love math. Well, right. I'm not going to make my kid take calculus if she's never going to use it in her life. Right. You know? And these are yeah. the things you can do as a homeschool family. You can decide which classes are going to set them up for their future. Right. She only needs algebra, geometry, and business math, it, you know, and one, and one other maybe consumer math type, you know, to graduate. Right. That's what I'm, that's the path I'm taking her on because that makes sense for her mm. lifestyle and, and how she can succeed when she graduates high school. Yeah. I'm not going to push, you know, statistics and, you know, chemistry three on this kid when that's not her path. Right. Know? And homeschooling gives you the freedom and flexibility to be able to make those decisions as a family. Absolutely. And as a sophomore, she's in Spanish three, mm-hmm. you know, where she, where she does excel, she, she's free to excel. Whereas that's not always the case in public school. Sometimes mm-hmm. you got to take Spanish one, your freshman year, Spanish two, your sophomore year, you know, and that sort of a thing. So the flexibility of it and the flexibility where she doesn't have to get up at six in the morning when she danced the night before till eight 30 and doesn't get home till 9 PM. Right. It's just great for her schedule. Um, yeah. And, and, you know, that's, I think once people get over their preconceived ideas uh, about homeschooling and the misconceptions that they have, if they ever step out <laughs> and start the journey, when they realize the freedom that comes with that journey, then they ask themselves, why didn't we do this sooner? Um, it really is. I mean, we are really the last frontier of freedom because we we have the ability to make decisions for our children that other parents do not. And then our children have the freedom to make decisions about their future that they necessarily wouldn't have if they were, you know, a slave to the government school system, so to speak. Correct. And I hear uh, parents complain about the public schools all the time, no matter where they are, especially right. 20 and that whole debacle. Yes. And I'm, why are you leaving your kids in these schools? Right. Like, if, if it's that bad, pull them out. You know, exactly. I mean, you have that ability. So, um, and, and when parents tell me they can't because of X, Y, and Z, I say, mm-hmm. look, I was a single mom with my kid when, before I met my husband, mm-hmm. my, my oldest child, I was a single mom and I made it work and I paid for private school for him when he was in kindergarten and, and uh, pre K mm-hmm. and I worked full time. And I, and I didn't have anybody helping me. I didn't have the government helping me. I didn't have his biological dad helping me. Mm-hmm. I worked my tail off to provide for my son and, and for his education. And, at, you know, at the time I, if I knew more about homeschool, I may have even done that with him. Right. You know, my, my path changed because when I moved to an area where I learned more about it and it was becoming mm-hmm. a little bit more popular, mm-hmm. I got in contact with some great families. It really opened my eyes because I thought, wow, this is, you know, I grew up where it was like, oh, homeschoolers are weird or not, right. <laughs> you know, which, which is not, not even, it wasn't even really true then. I mean, right. let's just be honest. Most of the homeschool kids get better grades, have higher, yep. higher chance of getting into college. And they're all mm-hmm. working before any public school kid is working because public school kids don't have time or the energy to work. Right. Absolutely. So, um, so, you know, all of those things just completely flipped, especially when I'm seeing my child thrive and she's happy. Yes. And not, you know, 
So, I mean, are there challenges? Is homeschooling perfect? Of course there's challenges. And of course mm-hmm. it's not perfect because we're all human and we all make mistakes. Right. We learn as we go and we can, and we can cater the type of education that our child can thrive in the best. That that's the best part about it because I see kids in, in private or in public school, but they're not gifted, get overlooked and they're bored in certain things or they're not getting certain things. And whereas they could be getting A's and B's, if they were in the right type of learning environment, they're getting C's and D's because the teachers just don't have time. You know, they are so overwhelmed in the public school system. They have too many kids in their classes. Mm -hmm. And they just cannot give them the attention that these kids need or give them a different style of learning. Right. There's Yeah, it's not possible. And you spoke just a second ago, you touched on this. You said, when parents give you excuses as to why they can't homeschool, and one of those excuses I hear is, well, I work. Mm -hmm. Our family, both myself and my husband, or if they are... If it's just a single mom, I can't homeschool because I work. Well, you are proving that (laughs) you can work full time and effectively homeschool. So what would you say to parents that say we can't homeschool our kids because we both have to go to work? I would say you either can find a job that will make it more flexible so that you can do both or you flex the homeschool schedule around the work schedule. Mm -hmm. And I I would also say to moms and especially single moms, um, find a great network of homeschool moms because they're, they're out there Mm -hmm. and they're willing to help. And they're even, so many of them are willing to say, Hey, just, just drop Joey or, or Susie off for four hours and we'll do some homeschool stuff together. Mm-hmm. And then you cover the rest on the other days. You know, I see a lot of families doing that, like a co-op style. Right. Absolutely. And, 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 but even helping the moms and single moms that are working out, like, let me give you these four hours so you can work. Mm-hmm. And then maybe on Saturday I can drop off, you know, Billy and Amy and, and you can do the same for me because whatever. And so I feel like if there's a will, there is always away. Amen. And I, yes. I always say if it's a priority, you will make a way. If it's not a priority, you will make an excuse. Exactly. Exactly. So, um, I just think there's always a way and there's always, even if the job that one of the parents is in, it, it's, you know, too much or not accommodating or too much travel or whatever, then I say, Hey, until your kids graduate, switch jobs. Mm-hmm. My, you know, my husband, he, he has given up taking certain jobs over the last few years mm-hmm. so that he could be here for our kids and he's right. running and working his own business from home, taking a lot less money because he wanted to be able to be there for our kids for certain times and running and all this kind of stuff, you know, going right. to Missouri to see our son play football and mm-hmm. run in Siena when I'm at work or whatever, right. you know, whatever the case may be, we have done it together. Exactly. And and educationally, he helped out a lot when Sienna was young and he, and he helped Sammy with his homework when he was young too, because my husband is really good at, at math and, uh-huh. and he's got a lot more patience than I do, like sitting at the <laughs> Um, <laughs> right, right. So he's been really good with that. Um, I've always been the mom that's like, I'm going to help you with music and Spanish and, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and projects. I don't mind right. projects, you know? Yes. Yeah. 
and I don't mind helping you study for history and spelling tests. I used to give my daughter spelling tests in a different accent every Friday. Oh, fun. And yeah. She, she got to the, oh, fun for me. She's <laughs> <laughs> like, mom, this is, this is ridiculous. Oh, but, that's great. You know, something like, you know, the acting side of me coming out. I'm like, I've, I've got to practice my accents and it'll right. help you in your spelling too, to hear these words enunciated in different accents. <laughs> that's great. That is um, fantastic. Um, but yeah, so, you know, sometimes fun for us, not fun for the kids and sometimes vice versa, but right. that's, that's just a part of life, you know? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Well, tell us about your academy, Concordia Arts Academy. So do you have a lot of homeschool families that implement the services that you have at Concordia? Oh, we do. I mean, even in our evening classes, mm-hmm. we have, I think we have 35 to 40% of oh, our, wow. our homeschooled. And we've got, we've got almost 300 students that are in, you know, there, there's music, there's art, there's dance, there's aerial silks, there's, uh, you know, all different kinds of music lessons. And, and so, um, and so even aside from our homeschool tutorial, Mm-hmm. We have a lot of homeschool families that don't even take homeschool tutorial from us because they're coming in to get the art stuff in the evening. Right. So, um, and then we have our other, you know, portion is we have a two day a week. Well, the preschool is only half days, but um, we have a two day a week homeschool program and it's arts infused. Mm-hmm. So for the parents that don't want to have to come at night for a piano lesson or a ballet class or whatever, they're going to get a lot of that in during the day. Right. So they're still getting educational tutorial. And these are, these are set up be- because I'm a working mom. Uh huh. These are set up to help those parents that can't do it all. Right. But they're also, when the parents ask us, um, Hey, uh, you know, is this set up for the other three days of the week? And we tell the parents that's, that's up to you. Mm -hmm. You're the homeschooler. We're just here to assist and help. And, you know, our teachers are, are qualified, but Mm -hmm. you do the other three days, however you want to do them. And I absolutely love that. That's one of the reasons why um, I value what you offer at Concordia so much, because you recognize that the, the authority, the God-given authority rests with the parents and you, you respect that. What amazing, what an amazing resource you are for our community here in middle Tennessee. Yeah. Thank you so much. I, you know, it's, I feel like it's been trial and error mm-hmm. <laughs> like figuring it out as I go. Right. But also we're, we're catering to the needs of, of families as well. Absolutely. So it, it's been a fun journey and not an easy one all the time. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Most things in life are not, but you know, I do know that you are really touching lives and making a difference here in our community and we are very thankful to have you here locally. Before we jump off here, I do want to talk a little bit about school choice. Um you and I've had this conversation before, but I think for our listeners that's that's one thing that I really feel like the homeschool community at large needs to be Um, educated in regard to this because a lot of parents don't understand why it's not a good idea to accept money for the government from the government so let's discuss the over governing of the government as you like to call it how long do you have (laughs) (laughs) so I don't like any government strings I mean 
you know, I could give you a list a mile long from, you know, from the, the tiny little city government all the way up to the feds and everything in between. Right. I, I think it's all just a bunch of bureaucratic red tape that could, could literally save us, you know, millions and millions of dollars of dollars, billions of dollars as a society, if we didn't put so much effort into government running things. Right. So that, you know, that's just kind of to show you my mindset. Mm -hmm. Um, but when, when all of this started coming about, uh, you, you helped educate me on this and I, you know, I dug deep and I've, I've tried to share with other homeschool families who thought it would be a good idea at first. I'm like, look, the whole reason we homeschool is to not have any strings to the government. Yes. The minute we accept, I don't care if it's a thousand dollars, five hundred dollars, twelve thousand dollars, or whatever the amount is, mm -hmm. it's not worth the government telling us what to do with our children. It's Absolutely. just not worth it. No. I'm sorry, but I don't I don't have I don't put the worth of my child as twelve thousand dollars a year. Exactly. That's not worth my child. Exactly. The worth of my child is like gold, like pure mm -hmm. gold. And mm -hmm. I'm going to treat both of my children as such. And Absolutely. I'm going to do the best to give them the best tools to not be tied to the government is what I'm going to do. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Because we know that what the government funds, it runs. And I am actually getting ready to launch a series of, you know, going into communities across the nation and hosting a little seminar about why, you know, exactly on this topic, why school choice is dangerous to the freedoms of homeschools and, and public school and private schools. So if you are listening to this and you are interested in having me come and do a seminar, doing a seminar to explain to families in your community why we cannot allow the government to creep in and destroy the freedoms, the true autonomy that homeschools and private schools actually maintain when they do not accept government funding, please reach out to me because there really needs to be mass education in this area. Um, my first class that I'm doing is, is coming up in, in a few months, you know, here locally in our area, but I have had a good deal of interest across the nation. And this is something that, you know, I really feel like is urgent. We've already seen the strings that are coming from this in Tennessee, and I'm watching it unfold across the nation. Mm -hmm. And um, we have to stay on, gu on guard and we have to be very vigilant and diligent in making sure that we continue to protect those freedoms. 100%. And, and we can even go into the medical freedom about that. You know, my daughter was vaccine injured when she was two and a half. So we haven't vaccinated her ever again since. Even the Provax doctor at that time told us, you know, she could die if mm -hmm. she didn't. Right. If you tie government funds and strings to homeschoolers, they could essentially say, well, the homeschoolers have to be vaccinated. In fact, they do that in other states. Right. Mm -hmm. um, luckily, they don't do that here, but we can't give them an edge to, exactly. to even do that. And even yeah. here, where we have a lot of freedoms in Tennessee, thank thankfully, there's still some things I don't agree with. Like oh, that. absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, it's, you know, and, and we've just recently been fighting legislation that when it was originally written, it was a direct attack on homeschool freedoms in the state of Tennessee. And I fully expect that to continue. Every time we have a legit, our legislator is in session, I fully expect some type of legislation that seeks to continue to threaten our homeschool freedoms. And so we, we need to educate as many people as possible. But 
you know, Kate, I really appreciate you taking the time out of your busy schedule because I know you're busy to come and share all this wisdom and knowledge that you have given our listeners tonight. I will have a link on my Free Your Children Facebook page where you can find Concordia Arts Academy and her tutorial and where you can contact Kate if you would like to reach out to her. I want to thank Safe Storage for sponsoring tonight's show. If you have storage needs in Middle Tennessee, you can reach Safe Storage at safestoragetn.com. And I want to leave you with this. But let justice roll on like a river, righteousness like a never-failing stream. Amos 5:24. We love you here at WXRQ, but remember, Jesus loves you so much more. Good night and God bless.